Yes, it's another episode of Ears Up In Depth with my close personal co-host, friend, and spirit animal, <laughs> Jeremy from Spectra Radio. Jeremy, what's going on? A close personal co-host. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you how close we are. I literally almost called you Jerry. So, <laughs> Some people do call me Jerry. Hey, Jerry. I mean, Jeremy, whatever yeah, your name you is. You call me Jerry. What's not um, your name, though? I've been called Jammy. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, like a nickname is fine. Like, you know, I have 400 nicknames for you, but, yeah, you know, it's like calling me, you know, uh, I don't know, Jack. Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's not my name. This is entirely <laughs> like, different. Someone else's this name. This wasn't a nickname. This was you getting my name wrong. <laughs> that's for exactly what it was. Yeah. It was right. going to be me getting your name 100% correct. Yeah. But well, that's all right. I pulled it out because I'm a professional. And I know what I'm doing. Yeah, we did it so well. I don't think the listeners know. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, I'll cut all this out, so don't worry about it. Anyway, I've heard that before. Yeah, I know. And then I hear it again when I listen to the show. You got to. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show, everybody. We have some hot, hot, fresh off the press Disney news to cover for you guys. Jeremy, did we ever figure out who's going first? You are. I'm going first. All you right. are. All right. Well, I love that. Well, look, man, for some reason, this series of shows now, the last few shows, wouldn't be complete without an update on everybody's favorite lawsuit between Scarlett Johansson and Disney. <sighs> it's growing. It's growing yeah, a bit. What's going on there? She's that, gain- that one has always got something happening. She's gaining more power as we speak. It just every week <laughs> they, they go on, Disney does something. And it's just baffling. Uh, the latest here is that Disney has reached out to Scar Joe's team to request the suit to move to private arbitration. So they want to do it behind closed doors. Mm. Um, and this is a quote from uh, Johansson's attorney. Uh, After initially responding to this litigation with a misogynistic attack against Scarlett Johansson, Disney is now predictably trying to hide its misconduct in a confidential arbitration says John Berlinski, who's the attorney at the uh, law firm who's representing Johansson. Uh, why is Disney so afraid of lit- litigating this case in public? Uh, That's a good point. It is a good why point. Why do they want this sunlight, you know, is the best disinfectant? What are they hiding here? Mm-hmm. And the the article I, I got this from sort of went on to say that, like, in 2019, when Disney Plus was launching, they reached out to to Scarlett Johansson said like, Hey, we, you know, we are open to renegotiating your contract because I, we can see into the future, basically, and I'm paraphrasing, but uh, we can tell that this is going to be a way that we are going to be able to be releasing movies and that will probably mess with your contract a little bit. So, you know, we should, we should renegotiate. And apparently she reached out, but they just, you know, curved her. So we'll see. I don't know, but yeah, it would be interesting to have this go out in, public court, which is sounds like it's going to be. Um, I know big companies just like to move to arbitration, but you know, I don't know if that has, has anything to do with, oh, we're trying to hide something versus this is just standard boilerplate. This is what we would do in any situation. Right. Yeah. Like, is it necessarily indicative of guilt? Right. We don't know, I guess. But uh, it's interesting that she's really adamant that it take place in the public eye. I mean, I sort she's- of would, too. And a lot of She's stars gotta be confident. Yeah, a lot of stars are uh, coming out in her favor. Elizabeth Olsen, who was the um, the Red Witch in the Marvel movies and was in uh, WandaVision, right? 
she was like, yeah, Scarlett Johansson is very strong, and you know we all support her, and you know yada yada yada. I mean, like was she from? Was she from Full House? Olsen. She's one of the. She's the Olsen twins' younger sister. Oh, yes. Okay, I know, which is huh. weird because they're very short and she's very tall. <laughs> but oh, is she? I think so. Yeah. Okay. So that's the latest with the uh, the Scar Joe kerfuffle. Is Disney's right. trying to Disney's trying to move behind closed doors and. They uh they don't want that. Her team does not want that. Well, you know, you have to wonder. It's like, is this something that needs to be clogging up the court system? Should it be go to private arbitration? I don't know. Right. I don't know these. I don't know enough about these things. But I do know this. I personally don't want it to go to private arbitration because I want to know all the details. <laughs> yeah, we need work. If it goes to private arbitration, there's no work. They need to keep fighting in the media. Exactly. And then there'd probably be disclosures and everything. She can't, you know, no, no one could like say the results of it. And we'd just be sitting here yeah. in the dark. Right. I don't yeah, want that. The undisclosed amount of money is the worst like line in a news article you can find, man. It's like, right. I don't give me that. Tell me what happened. Yeah. I just read three paragraphs to get to that. Thank you. No. <laughs> yeah, oh. exactly. Uh, well, you know what? Um, I can do another brief update. Give me another. Give me an update on your briefs. That's fine. All right, let's go. Uh, way back in 2019, Target and Disney announced a partnership that would see Disney installing small versions of their retail stores in Targets across the country. Sometime after that, Disney announced that they're closing several retail stores. Now it seems like the Target partnership is becoming more solidified. Jeremy, as news broke this week, that Disney will be tripling its number of stores within nationwide Targets to more than 160. So in over 160 targets nationwide, there will be Disney stores in time for the holidays, which is sort of like the, the point of everything. And apparently okay. uh, D- Target is also partnering with FAO Schwartz, which I thought was out of business, you know, the big toy retail shop. It's gone away and then it's come back, but it's mm-hmm. come back like someone own- – I think someone owns – so Toys R Us bought FAO Schwartz, then Toys R Us went out. And Toys R Us is back now. Well, and what I think what happens with something like FAO Schwartz is I think it's not like someone owns a toy store called FAO Schwartz. Someone owns that name and then licenses out to to toy oh, manufacturers okay. and then, you know, that says, Pierre, make these and put your name on it. So I think mm-hmm. they, they control the name and the licensing of it, but it's not a, hi, I work for FAO Schwartz anymore. So that's probably what's happening there. Okay. Interesting. Um, but yeah, so I thought, you know, in the news of, of Disney's closing their retail stores, but they're opening them in targets. It's an interesting business model. I mean, you save a bunch of money on on rent and locations and staff and all that kind of stuff. You have target people do it. I mean, target already is basically like these little tiny super micro mini malls, right? Where you go into a target, you get uh, your groceries, you get your Starbucks, you get your, you know, um, CVS drugs or whatever. Now you can get your, your Disney memorabilia there too. Right. And, you know, I don't know what the agreement is, but often when when stores do this, they don't like Target won't invest in that inventory. The Disney store would own that inventory. So Target gets a cut of the sales. They don't have to have the risk of owning that inventory. Now, that might not be the situation. It might just be that they're they've figured out something else. But that's often how that works. Mm, Okay. Right. You know, if you go to a Macy's and you see a Ralph Lauren shop, usually Macy's doesn't buy that shop. That's usually Ralph just operating in there without with less overhead and giving Mm -hmm. a cut to Macy's or some something like that. Sure. So it works out for for both of them. 
Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, who knows, man? It'll be interesting to see, especially around the holidays, what's going on. I'm sad about it in the sense that I think the Disney stores were already becoming pretty bland and homogenized and not very exciting retail experiences. Right, right. This is in comparison. So years ago, before it went to the Disney store, we had a store in New York City called World of Disney, and it was right on Fifth Avenue. And it was like a miniature trip to Disneyland. I mean, obviously, there are no attractions, but it was really special merchandise the physical out, you know, layout of the store was really great. It had great music. Like you could go there and just get a little dose of Disney. Mm-hmm. When the Disney, when it, when it left being World of Disney, it moved to Times Square and it became the flagship of the Disney store chain. It was just like a big mall store. It was really bland and yeah. boring and unexciting. Right. And I think when you then go one step further and just become a part of a Target. It's going to get even worse. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, I, that's what I don't like about it, honestly. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's fine for the company and I, I get the business move and like I understand it all and, you know, whatever. But it is one of those things where it's like, what, it, what, it, what does the Disney name mean? And I understand that also, on top of everything else I understand because I'm super smart, um, that we like to put a magnifying glass over this kind of stuff and most people don't really think about what the Disney brand means, but we need to talk about something. And, and this is, you know, something that's obviously close to our hearts. I mean, this is our, our, our hobby. Our passion is talking about Disney and the Disney company and especially the Disney parks. Right. So we obviously have an opinion on it. It just, it feels a little weird. It feels a little funky. Just like speaking of world, the Disney, the world, the Disney refurb that they did in downtown Disney in Anaheim, they, they stripped it from having its own personality it right. was a little weird, but it was like it was cool. It was cute and quaint and whatever. And then it's just like what well, they just went through a retail catalog and like, oh, we need a four by four stand up here. Let's buy this one. Let's buy it. and it's just like it's it now it's you're going through them all. And it's sort yeah. of sad. It's not an exciting retail experience. They don't seem to be taking a lot of risks. Yeah. And I guess in the retail space, I mean you go with what works and there's no room for personality. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, uh, why don't you hit us with the story, Jeremy, and then we can come back to this because I have something else to talk about in relation to errors that Disney is uh, is is coming up with, so to speak. Oh my gosh! Well, that's going to be very similar to my second story. We we've got a lot of errors coming up. Weird. Are you, what are you? No, spinning ice. I was hoping that you wouldn't. Uh, yeah, it was my bad. <laughs> of course, I'm going to call that out. Yeah. Well, you know what? You out. can edit it. I'll edit it out. It'll be fine. Yeah, let me let me let me back up here. All right. Well, Jason, uh, Walt Disney World's aging monorail fleet is starting to cause some problems again. Uh oh. Remember, a while ago, things were falling off the bottom of it. I mean, this is before the pandemic. I think monorail blue. It was was pulling into Epcot, and a big chunk of something just fell off, and it was <laughs> what is raining down from the highway in the sky. My God. The troubled monorail system is again showing signs of its age. This week, Monorail Orange, which was just days out from a complete refurbishment. It had just come back a few days <laughs> prior to this, uh, only to fail again. Monorail Orange lost power on Wednesday, stranding stranding its guests on the highway in the sky in a roasting 98-degree August Florida temperature. God. It got so hot in the vehicle... In fact, that guests inside knocked out the windows of the newly refurbished train. 
So uh, they weren't waiting around for... No, you better believe your booty, your sweaty booty, that I would be doing that too. I'd pull that emergency, you know, escape hatch or whatever. I need some air in this thing, dude. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I would be... I don't know if I would knock a window out. I'd probably knock myself out trying to open the window, and then <laughs> it would be a disaster. Well, do the ones in Florida open? Do the windows, like, slide open? Because I think the ones in Disneyland do, because we don't have air conditioning. Right. They they open in an emergency. There, you, there is a thing you can pull in. Yeah, it, okay. It will open. You don't have to just use your brute force. <laughs> just throw your shoulder into it a hundred times. Right. The dead monorail was quickly met by the Reedy Creek Fire Department and their cherry picker, ready to pluck guests to safety. But that turned out not to be necessary. The monorail tro- tow truck that moves along the track came along shortly and pulled the train to safety backwards to the Magic Kingdom monorail stop where guests were able to exit safely. There were no reported injuries, though I'm sure there were some grumpy, overheated guests. But the monorail troubles didn't end there this week. On Saturday, Monorail Silver lost power shortly after departing the Epcot monorail station while en route to the Transportation and Ticket Center near the Magic Kingdom. I saw this. Really? Yeah, I was at Epcot on Saturday. Reportedly, the vehicle lost power due to a lightning strike on the monorail track. Wow. Though that specifically is unconfirmed, but I can tell you, having been at Epcot that day, we were hiding in the pavilion because the lightning was ferocious. Wow. So it wouldn't surprise me. In fact, it was we were in the Germany pavilion and waiting to get to our dinner reservation over in China. And there was, you know that when you see the really bright flash and the lightning and the thunder's like instantaneous? Yeah. That happened. And I was like, I'm not, get, <laughs> I'm not going out there. And I looked at my weather bug app and it'll, t- I don't know if you use that app, but it'll mm. tell you how close the nearest strike was. Oh, and it's wow. sort of 0.1 miles away. I was like, that's in Epcot. Like, let's, so, so it's that, plausible. You think that, that was the strike? You saw the lightning strike that hit the monorail? I mean, maybe I did. Maybe. I can't be certain. No. I just think I did. Mm. That's all that matters sometimes. That is all that matters. Monorail Silver was met by the monorail tow vehicle. Had a busy week, that tow vehicle. <laughs> brought back into the Epcot monorail station, but this time guests definitely weren't pleased. How do I know? Twitter. <laughs> there we go. Monorail Silver has its own Twitter account, uh, though I'm sure it's not actually operated by anyone associated with monorail silver right right i think it's just a person but someone monorail silver said something like boy today was a rough day (laughs) and at gtskls one tweeted currently stuck on monorail silver and the lady behind us just peed in her poncho wait a minute (laughs) ponchos are open bottom how do you pee you she took it off and like made a cup and held it like a diaper and peed in it? I want to know. That's my assumption. I don't think she just peed herself <laughs> because you probably that person probably wouldn't know that if that's the case. No one else yeah. had a cup or a bottle of water. I mean, I guess Maybe I guess it's hard as a woman to pee in a bottle of water, but like right. something like a popcorn bucket. These big plastic monstrosities. Now, no one had anything for this poor nope. lady. I think they only had that 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 poncho. That poncho. God. Which you know, at first I thought that, and I was so disgusted. But then I thought to myself, I'm like, if I was in that situation and met with that, what you else know, are you gonna do, man? I would do. I would have to do it. You have to. 
I mean, I'm sure she was entirely embarrassed. Nobody wants to, you know, construct a diaper out of a poncho <laughs> and then go. I mean, as guys, where I guess we're sort of blessed where we can like, hey, prop me up and I can hang out the window halfway. You know? Also, I think, and I guess it's all personal, right? Yeah. I feel like I can hold a pee longer than I can hold other things. <laughs> other things, like a poop? Yeah. Okay. Like, I would not be able to hold the poop, but I can. I could figure out the pee for a while. Well, you know what? And you're right. And you never know, right? Did, did this lady have to go and then got in line for the monorail? I like how we're discussing her bathroom that. habits. But you know what I mean? Where it's like, and this is a prime example of if, if, you ha- if you feel like you have to go anywhere in the Disney parks before taking that bloody monorail, go right. to the bathroom. Because you never know how long you'll be stuck on it. Correct. Yeah. Poor lady. That sucks. I know. It does stink. Ugh. Could have smelled worse, I suppose. Yeah. The current monorail fleet at Walt Disney World is the Mark VI series, which is just one shy of the very newest which is the Mark 7, oh. which is at Disneyland. Well, we're the best. Uh, I, hey, look, I will cap to it when it's time to. Uh-huh. The Mark 6 was introduced in 1989 and was complete. The, the fleet in Disney World was completely transitioned to Mark 6 from Mark 4 by the end of 1992. So it's 32 years old. The fleet was rumored to be planned for replacement by a Siemens fleet. So this fleet is built by Bombardier. It was rumored a few years ago that Siemens was offering to build Disney a fleet of new monorails in exchange for prominent Siemens branding on the monorail. Disney said no thank you, and the Siemens-Disney partnership ended abruptly and immediately. Siemens was like, then we're out, and we're not sponsoring Spaceship Earth anymore, and we're not sponsoring Illuminations anymore, and we're getting out of here. The relationship really soured after that. Ooh. That's the rumor. Okay. So, all right. I read that as reported. I didn't make it up, but I did read that. I didn't talk to anyone at Siemens. Mm, that's so. too bad. You didn't do your job properly. No, I didn't. I just phoned <laughs> it in. So, monorail troubles are back at Disney World, but there's, don't worry, they're spending money on adding Christmas lights to Spaceship Earth. So, your money is well spent there. I hope so. I really do. 21st Amendment Brewery's latest beer release, Tropical Brew Free or Die IPA, puts an island vacation in their whimsically designed cans. That's right, cans. This refreshing year-round release, Tropical IPA, is brewed with pale and Munich malts, brimming with azaka, citra cryo, and mosaic hops, and topped with a splash of pineapple flavor. The result is a clean, refreshing beer featuring a mix of sweet malt, balanced bitterness, fruit-forward hops, and a nice tropical vacation at the finish. Tropical Brew for Your Die IPA is available at your local good beer shop, neighborhood taproom, and anywhere else people come together to find great craft beer. That's right. That's Uh, right, beer. (laughs) All right, Jeremy, as you may or may not know, the largest union for Walt Disney World came to terms with the company this week over a COVID-19 vaccination mandate. Members of the Service Trades Council Union, which represents 30,000 workers at the Florida theme park resort in the area of hotels, shops, attractions, and food and beverage are now required to show proof of receiving the COVID vaccine by October 22nd. Quote, the company has established a process to address requests for an accommodation related to the required COVID-19 vaccination due to a disability 
or medical condition or a sincerely held religious belief, practice, or observance. Uh, okay, sure. Let's, let's pretend that that's a thing. Uh, any union member who refuses the vaccine without proof of medical exemption or sincerely held religious belief will lose their job. However, they will, quote, retain a positive rehire status, the document states. I don't know what religious belief. I mean, maybe maybe there's one out there I just, I'm ignorant of. I have no idea. Uh, the Aren't wh- there people? I can't be. Oh, I don't know the name of them. I'm not a theologian, mm-hmm. which you might be. This might surprise you. Mm-hmm. But there is. Isn't there a religion? Uh, something scientists, Christian scientists, don't they not believe mm-hmm. in any sort of medical intervention? Uh, that I don't know, which would be weird because the science is in their name. I, well, they believe that their religion is this. I don't I, oh, God. I'm speculating here, but I do think that they're maybe and it's maybe it's not the Christian scientists. I could be yeah. maybe besmirching them, but I do think that there is a religion that doesn't do any sort of intervention. No, not mm. even a cough medicine or, you know, oh, my God. Imagine I've the hangovers. I definitely hangovers. Heard of I don't think it's particularly common, but I have yeah. heard of them. Okay. Well, I don't know. It seems weird that a person like that would work at a Disney park, but you know, you have well, to be inclusive. True but also, like, I get inclusivity, and that's cool, and that's great. But you know, when other people's health uh, health is at risk, you know, maybe you just you don't have that. But whatever. Uh, the Disney company in late July mandated that all U.S. employees get vaccinated. That announcement came as COVID-19 cases have once again skyrocketed around the country, Florida being severely impacted. Disney says in a statement, quote, we appreciate the communication and collaboration with the union representatives as we put the safety of our cast members at the forefront of our health and safety protocols. The vaccine is the best way to protect each other. Uh, the union, which represents Disney World Actors Equity Association, which is a terrible name, says, quote, the expectation of them has to has been to monitor their health throughout the time they've been at the parks. And this is just one more extension of that. So what's happening in the parks is that employee employees are getting COVID tests weekly, vaccinated or unvaccinated, I think. But they are getting tested. It must be unvaccinated. I haven't heard any of my cast member associ- uh, acquaintances mm talking about weekly tests okay yeah so it must be for unvaxxed it must be yeah uh which is good that means that that people are you know they're 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 doing their best i suppose until the union can come to a an agreement because they did mandate that all non-union workers get vaccinated that they can control but unions you know they got that stranglehold on that labor you know what i mean anyway uh disney world will host on-site vaccination areas for employees so lucky you don't have to go anywhere you can just go to work and get vaccinated, and then, uh, you know, when 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 Taryn and I got vaccinated, it was through Taryn's work, and uh, you know, she works uh, for a company who owns senior living facilities, and they were hosting the vaccination site at one of the facilities, and it was weird to me to see just the employees there getting in line, and I'm like, is it before your shift? Is it after your shift? I would 100% go, I'm taking a day. You give me a day off doing this, man. I don't know. Uh, I think some people just got it on like their lunch break. I'm like, I don't know, man. Play it up a little bit. Like, give me a free day. I believe, and this is from talking to cast members, I think Disney gives you four four hours of free time to go do it and get it done. Okay. All right. I think that's the policy. It's been a little while because mostly now everybody's been vaccinated for some time. But back, this is a few months ago. I kind of remember that being what they were letting you do. Got it. Something like that. Okay. That makes sense. 
That's you want my, my next one? I want your next. I want your next one, Jeremy. Well, this is an interesting one. I'm a little bit a part of it, sort of, not really. But I don't know if you have heard about this. Never become la- the news, Jeremy. Good reporters are never the news. We report. Well, on the I'm news. telling you, my, my I tweeted. Okay. I certainly tweeted. All right. Uh, last I week, I certainly tweeted. <laughs> I know, you know, and then I deleted some because I was like, I got to stop. Like, what am I doing? Um, but yet, but last week. So here's here's let me set the table for you. Please do it. Crowds coming out of the Magic Kingdom have been ferocious. Okay, because the fireworks are taking place at park close. So it's like once you're done, you got to just get out of there. Right. Right. Whereas before, maybe they would be like an hour before park closing. So now it is this mad dash and crowd control has become a real issue as you're exiting the park. And then the transportation beyond that has also become an issue because you've got your boats, your buses, your monorails, you know, the monorails, they're, they're just stuck up there. God knows what's going on with them. So there's a, there's a big glut. And so they're doing, they're trying to find ways to deal with the crowds that are just heaving out of the magic kingdom at the end of the night. Well, last week for about four nights in a row, people were noticing as they were leaving the magic kingdom and you get to town square and there's a, you know, an old 1910, era train station Mm -hmm. that there was a plain clothes DJ spinning (laughs) up there on the, on the platform. Uh Uh-huh. Was it Mr. P? You know, doing a DJ thing like, Hey everybody, have a good night. We'll see ya. You know, make sure you stay to the right. If you want to go on the ferry and then like, and then it would just be like, all right, everybody. Hey. And like dance with, you know, in, in town square in the That's magic kingdom. Disgusting. And it was like plain clothes. He's wearing jams. Were the, okay. Were the, were the speakers broken on main street? Were they? No, there's no speakers broken. Okay. So there's no reason for this because and how blind is Disney that people enjoy the area music, right? Disney used to have, the, the fireworks spectacular was always, quote unquote, Disney's kiss goodnight. Okay. You know, you leave the park, the, yeah. twi- the lights are twinkling in the trees, the popcorn lights are illuminating the buildings, you hear the exit music. In fact, some parks, I don't know if Disney World used to do this, but I know for a fact Disneyland Paris did this. They had a different morning entrance music versus an evening Ooh. exit music on Main Street. That's and a, it would have a different tempo to kind of ease you out. Yeah, that's a good idea. Right. Well, Disney World Management or whoever is making decisions down there said, we need someone to rally the crowds. Get a DJ up there. So here you are, this awkward, you're leaving. You're like, what is happening? Oh, God. Well, many people took to Twitter, but one account in particular called Mickey Views. This is an account I follow, and mostly it's just blogs and videos and whatever. It's Mickey It's literally Mickey Views, you know. He's not happy about it, and he posts. He's like, this is the cheap... No, I'm paraphrasing. This is the kind of cheap crap, (laughs) terrible decision, (laughs) out of theme, disaster that we have been dealing with. This is what's been happening since COVID. They've been using COVID as an example. You know, this is basically, he just basically went on a rant and called Disney out for such terrible, it's bad show, right? Like one of the, they've got the five keys. One of them is show. This is bad show. There's no, it's really hard to disagree with that. 
Well, okay. He calls. I'm retweeting him. I'm like, you go. I'm loving it. I, I even tweeted at Disney World and said, knock it off. Like, I got in. <laughs> Whoa, not the knock it off. Not the knock. Oh, I, not that man. I, have, I have zero clout, by the way. Yeah. So I don't think they cared what I said. Of course I not. I do think they care what Mickey View says. Okay. So the next night, DJ's up there setting up, getting ready to go. And someone gets a photo of a more senior cast member coming out. And she's like, pack it up. Wow. They pulled him at the last minute. The night of. It's over. He's not been back. Wow. So. Yikes. That's a big yikes for me, dog. It's a big yikes. Now, I'm not saying that certainly I have nothing to do with this. But there are people who are thinking like, Maybe this guy Mickey Views got this guy yeah. has enough influence and called them out that it, someone at Magic Kingdom was like, "Whoa, we better like maybe we need to rethink this." I don't think so. I mean, the, the, from what little I know about how Disney handles their social media, they tag everything and everything goes into a funnel, and it's just sort of vacuumed up and put into different sections. So if you at them, they see it. Someone on their social team sees it and they categorize it. They catalog it. So I feel like whoever was in charge of putting that DJ out either said, hey, let me look at the social interactions on what's going on, the social commentary. Because the only way that anybody in management is going to see if you tweet about specifically this, the DJ thing, the only way they're going to see it is either they're on Twitter physically, which they're probably not, or they ask the social team to give them the 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 commentary on what's what's going the on. temperature right so i feel like i mean i'm not saying that mickey views didn't whip up a little fervor a little foam right um but you know it it does help when people sort of pile on and go this is not okay it could have also been somebody else in senior management was was around the park that time and they were like what is going on with this Right. Who did that? Like we, we definitely don't know Correct. for sure yeah. how this went down, how the decision was made. Um, what was I going to say? The next, but the, but he was pulled, mm-hmm. and but then there was a backlash. There was a backlash. A backlash to this. People started going in on Mickey View saying, "Way to go! You got someone fired because you're so obsessed with theming." And people are, and now people are piling onto that, saying, "God, you just took money out of this guy's wallet." And then people are saying, "Oh, you're bu-. so the guy, the guy goes private because someone like found his social media." Oh, and geez. apparently, so this is what one person says: "Jesus, I've never seen such a toxic community who are literally bullying a guy for taking orders and having some fun. If this is the kind of behavior and gatekeeping this community has, I don't want to be a part of it." Okay, then you weren't before, so no one's going to miss you. Right. So there's all sorts of people who are saying he was being bullied. Now, I have followed this very closely. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Apart from one tweet that I saw that said he has a bad voice, I have not seen anything that directly attacked this guy. It was Mm -hmm. all about... What is Disney doing? You're not preserving the feel of the parks. You know, this is cheap. It feels weird. It feels off. It's off brand. Like we were talking about earlier, protecting this brand. But uh, he's gone. You know what? And he, you can look at it. You can look at it one way where, oh, he got bullied off the 
off the job and he lost his job because you can look at it the other way. He shouldn't have ever had the job in the first place. So those couple nights that he had the job that he got paid for were a blessing because they would never. Yeah. People who work at the parks just now got the ability to wear two earrings. Right. To wear a mustache. Okay. Like you can't just have somebody in plain clothes mixing Ariana Grande as you're, as you get on the ferry to go back to, you know, the poly. You can't do that. It, 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 you're right. It is bad show. And in order for Disneyland to maintain its integrity as being a place of a thematic sort of pedestal, you can't have a guy in Yeezys, you know, mixing it up a little bit on the ones and twos. Right. And that's the thing is, I think where I came down on this was, so what is, this is the, the new standard now is what? Anyone can do anything anywhere in Disney World provided they're getting a paycheck. That's the new standard. Mm-hmm. And if, it, if as long as they're getting a paycheck, we can't complain about what we're seeing because that's putting money in someone's pocket. Right. Just no. because someone has a job. If you want to pay this guy, if it's a charity, <laughs> send him over to Disney Springs where it doesn't, where we have DJs. Right. Yeah. Next time uh, any of these people start to complain about, oh, you took money out of this person's mouth, you follow that person. On social media. And the next time they complain about something, well, you're taking, careful, you might get the person in charge of whatever you complain about fired. So you don't want to take money out of someone's mouth, so you can't have an opinion. That's not, that's not a fandom. <laughs> part of being a fan is the fanatic part. That's where fan comes from. Right. We're crazy about it. But that's also what Disney is. It, it's this hyper-realistic, or not even hyper-realistic, it's hyper-fantastic pseudo realism like we pretend that it's a real thing and we want to enjoy it the last thing we want to do when you're fading out from the music and you're walking down main street and whatever is to hear you know limp biscuit or i don't know whatever he was doing right that's bad and it's just like even even if it was off of the theming it was, it's just, you just kind of, it's been a long day. No one walks out of that park <laughs> with a spring in their step, right? We're all being dragged out. Oh the last God, thing I yeah. need is just more in my face, especially if it's so thematically off. Because another argument people were making was, well, you there's no such thing as a medieval castle in a 1910 street either. So if you're so concerned with theming, why aren't you complaining? It's like, come on, God. guys. This was clearly off. He's in plain clothes. It was just in poor taste. All yeah, put so him that's in, what happened. Put him in Disney Springs. Put him anywhere <laughs> and leave him home. Well, I mean, you know what? I, look, I, that, I stand by my my first assertion. At least he had a job. At least he got hired. At least he can put that on his resume. He worked at Disney for a couple nights. That's cool. In this economy, you know, the gig economy of DJs, you got paid, man. And I'm sure that's fine. And it is very difficult for DJs right now. I think it's better now, but it was a tough go because just sure. clubs just weren't open. Sure, absolutely. You know, uh, all right, Joe. We're gonna take a quick break. Okay. Oh, I love a break. And then we're <laughs> we're gonna come back and we're do a little bit more Disney news. Hang on, everybody. It's in depth. We'll be right back. Back to the newsroom on in depth. That's right, the newsroom, everybody. <laughs> Here we go. The illusion that we're in one room. I like the like the the teletype music going. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's good stuff, huh? I right. love it. It's so serious. Um, all right. Well, you know what? Let's do a little bit of villainry for a second. Uh, someone sent me this Instagram account. I uh, probably shouldn't mention the name. Um, 
And it's basically, it's a meme, and it says, Meet Bob Chapek, Disney's newest villain. And I was like, okay, I rolled my eyes, and this person's like, Are you guys gonna, you guys should talk about this. This definitely seems like right up your alley. And I'm like, yeah, maybe like on in-depth, you know? So the Instagram account is what, just an evil Bob Chapek version? Um, no, it's not the Instagram account that is. It's, it's, the Instagram account is posting a meme, and it's just a photo, oh. and it says, Meet you know disney's newest villain and this person's saying good old bobby is going to fit in well with all the disney villains maybe he'll show up in one of the halloween well first of all they 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 did the possessive form of villains rather than the plural form so there's an apostrophe and that doesn't need to be there uh maybe he'll show up in one of the halloween parades i'm only half kidding with this post thinking face emoji let's take a look at some of the things that have happened since bob chapek became disney ceo number one the removal of the free fast pass option at Disneyland and Disney World. Number two, the closure of several Disney stores. Number three, the closure of Steakhouse 55 and PCH Grill at Disneyland. Number four, several thousand cast members still have yet to be called back. Number five, no more Magical Express at Disney World starting January 1st. Number six, no more free magic bands with the Disney World Hotel stay. Number seven, no more extra, extra magic hours on either coast. Number eight, Genie and Genie Plus with lightning lanes and rides you'll have to pay extra for, like Radiator Springs. Number nine, price increases on merchandise. Number ten, ridiculous price on after-hour events in Disney World, up to $249 for a five-hour event. Just some of the things I've noticed that have happened since Chapek's been the CEO. What are your thoughts? Blah, 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 blah. And it's just, it, stuff like this drives me up the wall because it's like, this person, this Chapek, he does sort of kind of suck a little bit, but like you can't pin all of this stuff on him. Sure, he has a voice, but it's it's governed by a larger body. He's part of it. He's the head, and he has, I guess, final decision. But he's not going to just say whatever I say is the absolute fact. He may not like a decision to uh, remove the fast pass at Disney World or whatever, right? He may not. He, you don't know that he he voted for that. Maybe he got outvoted. Maybe somebody. You guarantee somebody said, you know what? This is a good. It's like not to mix politics, but it's like with with any president. People love to just say, well, the president did this. The president did that. Or it's like when Obama was president, people were really mad about gas prices, especially in California because they're expensive out here. And it's like the president has nothing to do with the gas prices. You can't you can't pin that on him. You know what I mean? But he's in charge. Yeah, but it's not. It doesn't doesn't happen. So you don't you can't tell me that Chapek is responsible for all of these things. And this is what I don't like about the Disney fan culture, which I don't I try not to do, is put all of this on like one person because I understand how large corporations work to an extent where a dumb old Greek man can really right where it's like, he didn't say, you know what I should do close steakhouse 55. Let's just close it. Let's we're done. I think we're done. And then you, the whole board's going, but sir, Mr. Chapek is no, I have spoken. And then he melts down into a pile of goo and like us uh, skittles off into the vents. You know what I mean? That's not what it's not how it happens. You also don't know how long these decisions have been planned for. You don't know how much of this was Iger closing several Disney stores. Do you think that that's Bob Chapek's number one thing to do when he took power? No, because he still hasn't really taken power. Iger is still there. I just, I don't understand this kind of like villainry, this demonizing. Well, this is exactly your, your perception as far as I understand corporate culture is, is very correct in the, in the sense that he is actually 
looping together several division heads. So he's the chief executive officer. He's not the only executive (laughs) officer. Right, yeah. And so he has, I would say, if you really wanted to point the finger, you have people who are in charge, who are at a higher level. I would say Josh Tomorrow is much more closely involved in the decisions to, for example, close retail stores. He's in charge of the products division. Um, I think, or actually, I don't know if retail source rolls up under him or not, but it, he's parks and experiences and merchandise or something like that. Mm-hmm. So if there's decisions happening at the parks level, but then even there, you have Josh tomorrow who then has the president of Walt Disney World who reports to him. So you have like many layers. And I actually agree with you. On the one hand, I think Bob Chapek is not probably not making all these individual decisions. <laughs> right. But he's responsible for setting a vision. Yes. And is he communicating a vision and is his vision congruent with what the fans expect? That's where I would say, is he saying, I want you to get profitable and I want you to do it according to this strategy and this vision. And that's, I think, where he would be responsible. But individual decisions, closing this restaurant, doing this and that, those are probably more left up to the presidents of the resorts and tomorrow. Well, yeah, and so specifically with, like, Steakhouse 55, right, the parks were closed for so long, and the the Disneyland still isn't even back at 100%. So I feel like, as a corporation, what are you going to do? Leave this big, giant restaurant closed? Or are you going to repurpose it somehow? Are you going to go... Is it gone for good? I think it's gone for good, and they're going to put something else in its place, but, like... Maybe the whole thing needed a refresh. I mean, they're, they're doing refreshes anyway. It could be, and we don't know, it could be this was the plan anyways. The pandemic right. just advanced it. Or it was just perfect timing to be like, well, look, it's closed. Let's do something else with the space. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. Like, if you're, 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 you're moving, it takes, what, five years from, to bring a, a plan for a new ride from, from the planning stages to fruition. How long do you think it takes to do something like let's get rid of fast passes or let's close a restaurant or let's close the Disney stores? You know what I mean? So, so the, 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 the idea of having a path, I, I, yes, he sets a vision, but we don't know how far back that pathway goes. So he, he can't just come on and go, let's just, you know, veer off this way and do whatever I want. We're still going to stick with the plan because he was probably involved in it, but it was, it's not just all him. And we can argue back and forth about when it's it was him, or whatever, but, like but you it's say, not oh, all How him. long did it have to take for FastPass? They just built Remy's Ratatouille Adventure in Epcot. It hasn't even opened yet, and it has a FastPass Plus sign. So, yeah, all right, well, there you go. Like, they are moving. Obviously, these things are happening really quickly in yeah. a big way because they didn't have time to react to that. Like, they still yeah. went ahead and put the FastPass well, sign up, even though yeah, it's completely true. obsolete. Yeah. Um, but what I relate it to is... Uh, he, this woman is like, or I don't know if it's a woman, or this person is a Chapek Karen. It's a woman. Like, yeah. what's that? It's a woman. She's a woman, yeah. Uh, okay. And it's just like this, it's like, you're, you're make, I don't love Chapek. I, I don't necessarily agree with all the things, but when you start harping like this, it makes me feel like I have to defend him. And now I'm mad at you. I almost related <laughs> to vaccine Karens. Uh-huh. I am a fully vaccinated individual. I believe in vaccines. I think everyone should get them. But nothing makes me more hesitant about the vaccine process than the vaccine Karens waving their fingers at everybody saying, you got to get the that. I don't like the vaccine Karens. And I'm like, man, 
you got to be really you got to be really convincing to get me not to want to do what's in my own health's best best interest but that's how annoying you are that i've already that's who she done is. she's a she's a she's a chapek karen and i don't like her yeah it, it, exactly and I, I think in any fandom it's healthy to have a certain distrust or maybe even a disdain level um for the people who are making decisions that you don't like but when you lump it all together and blame all of this on one person it it does your argument a disservice because it's disingenuine and all it is for is for social media clout that's all it is this person has like 4000 likes on this stupid meme and like a handful of comments because people oh yeah. yeah i love that's great and then they go and they spread that drivel to other places and then it becomes like a fact in their mind which is how we get a lot of misinformation in this country in this world is people just don't care and so right. they're they're just doing it for likes, and it it bothers me. But I wanted to talk about it because I was asked to talk about it, and I feel cool about that. It feels it feels very good. I mean, on the other hand, <laughs> as I'm thinking about it, like I could, I could go on all day. Yeah, I do think Bob Chapek is a powerful person. He makes a lot of money. He's sure. responsible for the corporation, and with that comes some responsibility. And if that means he has to take some complaining and he has to take the brunt of the the guests' unhappiness, he gets well go compensated. Go count your money. Go yeah. to the bank. Right. He ta- he. Gets so I don't well compensated. Feel bad. No, I don't feel bad for him. I'm saying that it undermines any legitimacy of, hey, this is actually a real thing that he's doing, which is why I don't like him. So if I'm ever right. having a conversation with someone at a wherever about why Chapek is kind of weird, and then this person goes, well, yeah, and he also closed down Steakhouse Fifty Five. It's like, okay, you don't really know that. So you can't really, but anyway, it's fine. Uh, that's what right. I have there. You got another story for us, Jer? No, that's it. I'm all good. You're all good. Oh, well, damn. Well, do then, you have uh, another one? I do. I have another story for you. You're full of stories. This is your fourth one. Full of story. Well, the other ones were like updates. updates. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine. Are you familiar with the band The Sex Pistols? I have heard of The Sex Pistols. I don't know that I have heard the Sex Pistols. Stop What's it. What's a song of theirs? Uh, Anarchy in the UK is like their number one. God well, Save the Queen. And I'm not going to say Anarchy in the UK. You want to try to play it? I need you. I know that I've heard the word Sex Pistols before. I certainly do not have it on any of my devices. No, you don't seem like necessarily like a big Sex Pistols fan. <laughs> No, I I listen to Tapestry of Dreams. I don't listen to Sex Pistols. <laughs> Anything with the word sex in it, uh, I don't listen to. But you know to. what I did download the other day? Because I don't know. I think it was in the last In-Depth. We were talking about Alanis Morissette. Yeah. And then I was on downloading some of the songs from Jagged Little Pill. So I was listening today today as I worked. Um, you learn, you learn, you learn, <laughs> you learn. So... You know, oh. I'm firmly planted in 1990. That's like a live version. I think live versions of songs are never as good as. Uh... Oh, here we go. Okay. Anyway, that song, you've heard this song before. <laughs> You've never heard this song before. No. I find that very hard to believe. It's like everywhere. It's iconic. It's like the iconic punk rock song. 
Have we gotten to the chorus yet? No. Does it take a turn when it gets to the chorus? No. It doesn't like start going into show tunes or anything. Anyway, that's it kinda sounds Anarchy like, in the UK. It sounds similar to what's the Oh god, now I can't think of the name of the band, but I love them. Um Never mind, I, I, I've lost it. What song do they sing? Give me a memory. I can't think of it. It's like, all right, well. And I, nah, nah. Oh, God, how does it go? Yep, and nah, nah, nah. Yeah, I got it. That's the uh, Jimmy Eat World, <laughs> man. I know that. I don't know. They're like a, they look, I don't know. I don't know who it is. I can't. Okay. All right, well, that's fair enough. Well, anyway, the Sex Pistols were like, they ushered in <laughs> the punk rock era for the most part. Um you know, despite only having one album, uh, they did a lot for the, the punk rock movement, you guys, which is yeah. debatable. But anyways, um, apparently 43 years after the Sex Pistols final show, which was in San Francisco here in 1978, the notoriously wry anarchy in the UK icon, who is, uh, who is Johnny Rotten, who's the lead singer of the Sex Pistols, lost his legal fight against two former Sex Pistols bandmates on Monday over the singer's opposition to their use of the trailblazing first wave British punk band's music in an upcoming Disney series. I bet you were wondering how we were going to tie together the Sex Pistols and Disney. And anytime I can do that, I'm, uh, I'm going to do it. Judge the An- Killers! Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, sure, man. Uh, it sort of reminded me. Of the- That's who it was. That's what I was trying to think of. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. That's all right. I'm, uh, Go you, ahead. This could, is fascinating. But also, what could you tell I was offended at you when you said that? Did you what? Did you <laughs> tell I was offended. You, were, you didn't like that I said. No, that. I didn't really at all. But they were the Sex Pistols are super influential. So, you know, I'll give you that. But did you say that the Sex Pistols were from the seventies? Yeah, yeah, seventy-seven. I think is when that album came out. No, wow, 70, it sounds very much more modern. Seventy-four. That's sort of like I mean they were honestly really ahead of their of their time with their politics and their and their fashion and they sort of like really cemented that sort of underground movement that was happening in Britain in like the early seventies and like really then just kickstarted over here uh, in New York in the eighties. But apparently, there's going to be a Disney series on them, <laughs> which is wild to me, and I don't think I like it. Judge Anthony Mann at the High Court in London ruled that the band's former drummer. Drummer Paul Cook and guitarist Steve Jones were entitled to invoke majority voting rules against famously snotty Johnny Lydon to license their 1970s era back catalog. Lydon, better known as the Sex Pistols' Johnny Rotten, argued in July that the licenses for Pistol, a six-part Disney drama about the band directed by Oscar-winning British director Danny Boyle, could not be granted without his permission, adding that the band members' copyright licensing agreement smacks of some kind of slave labor. That's what Johnny Rotten said. And he's basically very famous for just having a lot of opinions about, about authority and the industry and, you know, money and whatever, but uh, he's, you know, pretty wealthy. He's doing all right. So it's sort of like, uh, you know, rage against the machine, right? Where it's like, Oh, corporations suck, but you know, pay this corporation, you know, a hundred dollars to come see us play <laughs> like that kind of like weird, it's, it's showbiz, and Sex Pistols really were good at putting on a show, and that's sort of what they were all about, supposedly, is they started to just 
put on a show and play music very poorly, but they actually did pretty good. Uh, but the high court judge man ruled uh, Monday it was, quote, impossible to believe Lydon was unaware of the repercussions of the bandmate's 1998 agreement allowing voting on a majority rules basis during his efforts to protect the Sex Pistols' legacy. Quote, a man with those concerns would expect to be made to understand important documents that he was signing. He would not have been cavalier about that, said Judge Mann. He must have made an informed decision to sign it, and if it is a shackle, to shackle himself. Pistol is based on guitarist Steve Jones' 2018 memoir, Lonely Boy, Tales from a Sex Pistol, which Leiden's attorney Mark Cunningham said depicts the frontman in a, quote, hostile and unflattering light, which is basically the vibe you sort of get from him anyways. In reaction, I was gonna say it yeah. seems hot. His music seems hostile and unflattering. It's well, he's like screaming, basically. You yeah. know what I mean? And he has a lot of like you know very shock value songs. And they should play it in town square as I'm leaving <laughs> Magic Kingdom. <laughs> they really should. Uh, they did a um, a movie, and it was very is the you know they had a thing, man. Uh, in reaction, the first publicity shots of Pistol Leiden called the series quote a disgrace, and quote the most disrespectful. S word I've ever had to endure in an interview with the Sunday times last April quote, sorry, you think you can do this? Like walk all over me. It isn't going to happen. Leiden said not without a huge, enormous F word fight. (laughs) I'm Johnny, you know, and when you interfere with my business, you're going to get the bitter end of my business as a result. Attorney Edmund Cullen representing Jones and cook said the agreement allowed licensing requests to be approved on a majority rules basis. So you have three people left in the band Two people say yes. Let's do this. Let's make let's make this money. And Johnny says no. He's getting overruled. And you know, herein lies the lawsuit. Colin noted a court filing that founded uh, that founding bassist Glenn Matlock, who left the band in 1977, and the estate of his replacement Sid Vicious, who died from heroin overdose in 1979. Supposedly, you guys, we don't know that that's actually how he died. Um, also supported the series licensing. Jones and Cook welcomed Judge Mann's rule, saying. The week-long hearing before London's High Court was necessary to allow us to move forward and hopefully work together in the future with better relations. Um, Yada, yada, yada. The original run of the Sex Pistols in the 70s just lasted four years. They released their first single, Anarchy in the UK, in 1976, and then their full-length record, 1977. They had one album, and we're still talking about them. Not many bands can say that, man. You know what I mean? It's pretty... uh, that's uh, pretty killers. Cool. I'm still talking about them. They have one album. They have, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know either, man. <laughs> if they did, the second one wasn't as popular. Uh, in 1986, Leiden filed motions to block the release of the Sid Vicious biopic Sid and Nancy, which starred Gary Oldman in his first leading role as doomed heroin addict Pistols bassist, which is a pretty good movie, to be honest with you. Sid and Nancy, uh, you know, it's bad. Um, surviving members have revived the original lineup for several reunion concerts and, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. But now we're getting to the show. Pistol is being made for Disney subsidiary FX and is directed by Danny Boyle, who directed Train Spotting and Slumdog Millionaire. The six episode limited series for FX stars Anson Boone as Johnny Rotten, Toby Wallace as Steve Jones, Lewis Partridge as Sid Vicious, Jacob Slater as Paul Cook, and Christian Lees as Glenn Matlock. Thomas Brody Sangster from The Queen's Gambit and Tallulah Riley from Westworld also joined the cast as McLaren and punk fashion designer Vivian Westwood. Oh. So there you go. It was, uh, it was a cool story for me because it's a, just sort of a blending of um, you know, my, my two you know, sections, right? So 
Um, like I grew up listening to Sex Pistols, and it was uh, it was weird you to did? see this. Oh yeah, man, that's because I'm cool. I'll keep trying to tell you, I'm cool. I well, that's like how do you do like homework to that? It's hard, but I didn't do well in school. Be like, <laughs> yeah, I did not do very well in school. Like, that's at all. rough. Uh, well, I really much prefer the Killers. I don't know what else to say on that subject, <laughs> other than. I have two friends who listen to the show. One is a DJ and one is Libby, who's really into music. And I have a feeling I'm going to get razzed by both of them for not knowing who the Sex Pistols are. Yeah, and, and you should you. because it was, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. If, you, if you're not into that kind of music, who are you going to know? You've heard, I know you've heard the name before. You had to have. I've heard the name before, but yeah. I, you played that song and I've never heard it in my life. Icon- just an iconic song. Is that their most popular track? Yeah. I mean, God right. Save the Queen is pretty popular also. I, I think those two are pretty, um, yeah. Brian can't believe that there's no Sex Pistols hour on Spandrel Radio. Well, considering they only have like nine songs or whatever, there's not enough back catalog to have a Sex Pistols hour. However. Right. I mean, I'd have to play something over and over again, and you know I don't yeah. like to do that. Yeah, you love doing that. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Every friggin' day with this guy. Illuminations. Here's more Gavin Greenway. Coming at you. Oh, it must be six o'clock somewhere. Gavin Greenway is getting a residual check from Spectro Radio. I write them out myself. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time once again. I know you've just heard it 15 minutes ago, but it's time again for Illuminations, Reflections of Earth. (laughs) And yes, I have a checkbook right here. I'm sure you do. So weird. Oh, God. Well, it sure has been another show with you. It, you know what? There's right? one thing that we can't uh, blame on Bob Chapek is that this show happened. <laughs> it's true. You know what I mean? Uh, hey, if you're listening live, I'm thinking about doing like a like a video broadcast or whatever on Twitch this weekend sometime. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you guys know on Patreon or whatever. Also, I'm testing out a Discord server. So if anybody, if you want to, if you want to jump in and like help me test it and see if it's like a thing that we should really be doing, send me an email or DM me on social or whatever, and I'll send you the invite for the server. And uh, if you want to come and hang out, it's not a whole lot of people on there. But I'm just, I'm trying to feel it out before I really, you know, broadcast it and just let anybody kind of like pop in. So let's check that out. Jeremy, you want to get on Discord with us? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's all right. I also don't know what the other thing you said is. You don't know anything. Who's Bob Paycheck? <laughs> What's going on? Oh, Twitch. I don't know what Twitch. Oh is. yeah, it's I like mean, YouTube, I kind of know for, what Twitch is. Yeah, yeah. It's just a it's a streaming site, right? I mean, but I definitely just, don't know what Discord is. It used to be just for gaming. Same thing like Twitch. It used to be just for gaming, but now it's like people have it for podcast and meetings, and it's just like a free place to. It's like Skype and a forum had a baby. Because you can do voice chat and video chat, but you could also just like create little rooms and be like, so I have one for like news and I have one for just general Disney chat. I don't know. And you're on there live? Um, It's just, it's like a, you know, you just make a post. You jump in and out. You get a little alert. Oh, someone commented on something. Yeah. Oh, it's like a chat room. Okay. Why not just have a chat room? That's what it is. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) Thanks a lot, everybody, for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you later.